When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkan and Ann Dennis Dick. Well, I was wondering if we were going to open limit down in the S&P futures uh, last night when the uh, S&P futures reopened, uh, and that is not what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the dippers, winning again so far this morning. So we're going to talk about uh, this overnight rally uh, that we're getting here today. And uh, also, of course, we'll talk about yesterday and just stocks that got punished and and try to talk through this trade with you because this market is uh, more volatile than it's been for for, uh, for a few weeks at least. Uh, so uh, congrats everyone who, who was short yesterday and made some money, but the by the dippers are coming here this morning uh, with a vengeance. Dennis will outline how he played the day. Uh, our guest today is Jason Rasnick. He would join the show at 8, around 8.40 or so, 8.40, 8.45. Uh, and before I throw it to Joel, I just want to say one thing real fast. Um, I, I go on Facebook once a day, uh, and for one reason only. And I go on Facebook usually around, usually after the show. And I just go on Facebook to see uh, whose birthday it is, is, is the, always the reason why I check. I just check to see whose birthday it is, and that's all. And I go on Facebook yesterday after the show, and whose birthday was it? We got God. <laughs> Dennis's birthday, and he didn't tell us. <laughs> they don't count. When you get over 40, you don't count them anymore. He didn't tell us. To be honest, I forgot. Frank, you forgot your own birthday. <laughs> you know where that's from? <laughs> is, that, is that old school? That's old school. <laughs> I honestly could be Frank the Tank. If, <laughs> I'm kind of big. <laughs> I'd forget my own birthday if it wasn't for my wife. <laughs> uh, I'm not as good at drinking from beer bongs anymore as Frank the Tank was, but I was good back in the day. <laughs> so, so I go on Facebook. I see it's your birthday. It's like 9.15, and I'm like, oh, damn, you got us. 
Yeah, he did. And you know what? I, I, and also I talked to him. I, I asked him about this a couple of weeks ago. I didn't mark it in my calendar. And then I also talked to you intraday yesterday. And then right afterwards is when he told you. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll do a little bit more on that in a little bit. I just want to uh, talk about the S&Ps, a great recovery. Uh, they were buying the market really right off that, uh, that 6 p.m. open. It dipped a little bit. So a pre-market low, 92 and a quarter. I actually slit, uh, switched over to the SEP folks because they obliterated all my June numbers. So I had to start a whole new sheet anyway. So I went over to the SEP. So uh, what I'm looking at in 92 and a quarter is your low, 85 and a quarter yesterday. That's a long ways away. I don't know if we're going to get down there today. Pre-market high, 63 and a quarter. Not much up there. We came hard through that area. So if we take out that pre-market high, Got some room to run on the upside. Uh, crude, a little bit of a rebound. Horrible day yesterday. Up 22 cents at 36.56. Gold in the green by 260 at 17.34.60. Silver, that's in the red though by 15.9 cents at 17.73. And Bitcoin just consolidating in the 9,500 handle. Up $220 at 9,520. So. Triple D, uh, the dip worked off the open a little bit. It, it worked in that Wells Fargo stock that we talked about, uh, but it didn't work in a lot of other stocks. I tried to play it right off the hop. I was like, okay, we could see you know, some of these stocks open near the lows. So I did buy a couple stocks right off the hop. I actually, I have a lot of stock. I have like 60 positions. So I'm working out of that stuff, but I was trying to do a little bit of buy the dipping as, as I was obviously trading out of my overnight positions. Um, and they were working for a bet. Wells Fargo opened near the lows, ran up a buck from the low. They and did. they started to leak and leak and leak. And eventually everything just, so just uh, eventually just sellers overpower them. And the sellers never stopped all day yesterday, right till the closing bell. And then the buyers never stopped after the closing <laughs> bell. So thank you, Plunge Protection Team. Once again, people probably looking at my tweet thinking, what is he talking about? I said, you down with PPT? Yeah, you know me. That's the plunge protection team, uh, which isn't official in the U.S., but a lot of people think that there is a plunge protection team that when stocks go down, there is a government-run agency that buys stocks. We know this exists in China. Um, we don't know that it officially exists in the U.S., but some people speculate that it does. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I'm not sure where I stand on that. But if it was the plunge protection team, you did a darn good job. We're getting back. Oh, a chunk of yesterday's losses. Yeah, but it uh, we got we're leaking now though. We're leaking. We're starting to leak now. Uh, so that might have been the bounce. That might be all they're giving you here on this rebound. You uh, bearish on me? I I I am today. I Just am today? today. Just for today. Right, I mean, yeah, right now I am. I, I don't think this little sell off is done yet. That would just be too easy. Just to go down one day and then go right back up. Uh, and I'm still kind of, I don't know, this, uh, I'm probably overthinking this rollover, but there's still huge open interest in the June and not much in the SEP. So I, I still think there's pressure on the June contract here um, until they roll over to the SEP. And so what's that, that open interest, you know, roll, I'm assuming that, you know, most of the people are long the S&Ps. We've been going up for three months. So I, I still think there's going to be pressure on the June and you didn't see many buyers in the SAP yesterday. So I think the SAP's going to firm up. 
Uh, will we close on the low for the week? I don't know. That's a big stretch. That would take a uh, 50, 60 point drop. But um, I don't know. Uh, if we take out the pre-market high, you know, I'll, you know, I'll flip my hat around and say, yeah, we're going back to 3,100. But I just think this little gift rally for people that bought the dip at near yesterday, near the end of the day, and then overnight. I'll probably sell some into it. Buy the dip, sell the rip. What have we been talking about for months? I mean, it's buy, been it last week was or, or the week before, I guess, or I guess it was last week. It was buy the dip and buy the buy rip. The rip. Yep. But that only lasts for a few days. It's been buy the dip and sell the rip for a long time here now. And even on the way, even though we've been going straight up, there has been a lot of rips to sell and then ten little five seven percent pullbacks a few days later. That was a significant one. This was significant. This was a game changer, I do believe, um, because you broke, you know, support in a lot of different stocks. You have an ugly, now you have a lot of stocks through the 50% retracement of the moves. There's some people who are spooked. And I do believe that they will come in with their selling shoes on here to a certain extent today. So maybe the play again, which is, has been working, which we talked about yesterday, is long overnight. Why did we go down Short yesterday? intraday. Why did we go not? Why did we go? Why? Why was this? What was the two primary catalysts for the sell-off yesterday? More sellers than buyers. Got it. <laughs> That's a good one. That works sometimes, even no, though there's a seller on. for every buyer. But I, I think honestly that there's two cow. One, the trades were just too crowded to the long side. It had been too easy for the longs. We were straight up. Everybody's like, this is the easiest game in town. Somebody just opened their account a month ago. Is like, why did I? Why don't I quit my job? I don't ever have to go to work. I'm gonna be a full time day trader because this money is so easy. And obviously, when you first start trading, you probably aren't shorting stocks. So a lot of people, you know, were doing really well here until three days ago, and they just got crushed yesterday. So now they're like, okay, head scratcher. I didn't see that coming. I'm gonna come and buy the dip though because I know that's gonna work. Is it going to work here? Maybe, but I'm a little bit spooked that there's still a lot of people who are, the, the short-term money is very long here and caught after yesterday. When they're caught, makes me want to sell the bounces. So I will be selling the bounce here today. I've already been selling the bounce. I will continue to sell the bounce. We dip, you know, significantly. I might rebuy, maybe get near 3,000 yesterday's low. If we were to do that, I don't know if we're going to do that or not. Um, I would probably be a buyer, but I think it's the same story. Buy the dip, sell the rip, continues to work. So you get a rip up here this morning, lighten up. That's my yeah, opinion. I think, I, think, I think our chat, I think Michael Polini, I think uh, Renee Santi, I think Johnny Witchman, uh, the Fed, the way they talked on Wednesday. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, I mean, who knows what he's going to say on 60 Minutes. You don't know what he's going to say. But he, Is he on he, 60 Minutes? No, no, no. A couple weeks ago when oh, he was on. I was like, I he, didn't know he was going to He was super, super, well, so 60 Minutes in America is out on Sunday nights. Okay, I don't know when it's on in Canada. No, I'm but... talking about that. Is he going to be on six? No, months? no, he was when I talked yeah. before, okay. right? So you're not because you're starting a bad rumor that he's going to be on sixty minutes here. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, it's a, it's it's right. incorrect. All right, all right. Strike that. And then uh, you know the the second people are saying what's going to cause this market to turn around, and that would be a second wave of COVID or an increase in cases, and you certainly saw that um, in Arizona and Texas, and those are you know. That's not good. So I think it was just, if the market's just going to blow that off again, I think it was the combination of those two factors. Plus, yeah, we were a little bit extended there, but those are- We were way I, extended, not we a little bit. Extended. We were ridiculously extended. And all the trash stocks, it got just silly. 
So, right. but you have Mnuchin yesterday on CNBC in the morning saying, we're not closing the economy again. We're not going into a second lockdown. So basically, if, you know, hospitals get overwhelmed and, you know, we start seeing deaths escalate, they're not going with the solution of social distancing, at least, you know, they're, they're obviously going to go with the mask solution. So you wonder, like, your, your players... Which they gonna... didn't want to do, which was ridiculous, which they didn't want to do, right? What do you mean? I mean, wasn't that... Wasn't there a lot of things coming out from the our government that masks didn't do anything and they didn't need to be worn? Uh, I Yeah, the, the government was uh, originally talking that. I think that came from who originally. And we kind of knew that masks were the thing, but you know why they were saying that? Because there wasn't enough masks for the doctors. So they didn't want everybody going and hoarding masks right now because we need them for our frontline workers, which I get. I kind of get that. And then all of a sudden, the frontline workers got their PPT. Gotcha. So, so they're, they're protect, protective PPP. equipment. PPP. 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 Protective yes. equipment. Again, PPT, PPP. Yeah, you get them mixed up. Yeah. All right, let's, so let's talk uh, Lululemon here, uh, trading in the red. Uh, Spencer, you want to give us that report? Yep, one second here. Lulu reporting after the close yesterday, uh, Q1 EPS with 22 cents. Versus a 25 cent estimate, sales of 652 versus uh, 678 million dollars. So they missed on the EPS and they missed on the sales. Uh, light Q1 quarter for Lulu. Expectations were high going into this thing. Here's a fun fact for you from Charlie Balilo, if I'm saying your name right, and he's a great follow on Twitter. Give him a follow. Reading his tweet, Lululemon revenues were down 17 percent over the past year, the first year-over-year decline in company history. The stock is up 33% year-to-date and plus 80% over the past year. So obviously very disconnected from where what's happening. Obviously, we know COVID was a major issue. But even before that, the sales growth wasn't as flying high as it once upon a time was. So very interesting for, for so long that they've just you know given Lululemon the pass. Um, unbelievable run that it's had. It's way overextended. It's way overdone. Um, I would not be buying this dip on Lululemon just because I think it's way overextended. Again, though, trend is your friend, so good company. But I feel like I feel like a ten point dip in Lululemon is like uh, isn't a dip. If, if Lululemon was down fifty bucks, I'd get interested in it. But you know, they're giving it a pass because obviously COVID, and we know all sales are going to be going down for all companies here. But I don't know. Uh, we did talk about this one in the afternoon show, and I just looked at that chart and I said, man, if you're holding this long into the report and you're looking beyond that, man, oh, man, I don't know. It just had such a move. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I, uh, I don't even think I looked at the options. They were probably ridiculously expensive. Uh, but, um, you are off the pre-market low. Uh, that's the good news that investors want to know right now. That's why they tune in here. You did get to 282.27, and now you're kind of stalling out at around 298.300. I don't even think that is part of yesterday's range either. Uh, if you're looking, yeah, yesterday, the low event yesterday's range is 306.63. You know, you get a rip-roaring rally in the market, you might you might get it. I don't think so. I think this is going to struggle at 300, and I would wait a few days. Uh, I'm not buying the dip on this one either. But nor did I buy it from the middle of March all the way up to its all-time high. But uh, hands off on this one on the buy side. S&Ps continue to leak here, folks. 30, 40, and a quarter. 30, 40. 
Uh, we're coming up on mid-range on the session, so we better we better hold in here, or I'm looking for a little bit more downside. Plunge protection teams in bed after a busy night last night, so now we start to leak. They'll be back tomorrow night, though. Don't you worry. They're Sunday ready. night? Sunday night, you mean. Oh, yeah, Sunday night. Sorry. We're off Friday. I'm losing track of days here. It's pretty volatile markets. I was, I was, I was wrong. Mid-range is, uh, is 27 and three-quarters. I don't know where I came up with that 39. Leaky, leaky. Yep. Let's see what happens, though. Bye, 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 bye. Well, I'm not buying. Remember the play. It's buy overnight. Oh, I'm getting it right now. Day. I got it. I got it. Okay. Got to keep right. it straight there, Joel. So Because they ramp them overnight, and then they sleep Sal during the day. Yeah. Yeah. So the the play was, and obviously uh, Andrew Osirkin pointed that out. We'll say it again from the stats: was the market over the last twenty five years up six hundred percent overnight, and is down three percent intraday. So in the last twenty five years, if you've been buying the open and selling the close, you've lost money. That's crazy, but yep. true. Okay. And uh, uh, Luke's uh, favorite restaurant, Dave and Buster's, uh, reported. I see that that's trading up a buck forty two. How they do with the, everything closed? Let's bring that up on the pro so you can see what I'm seeing as I read it. Q1 EPS, they lost a buck 37 per share, which missed the estimate of a 78 cent loss. Sales, 159 million versus 176 million. So uh, misses for the EPS and the sales in the first quarter. They said they've reopened 48 stores, uh, stores in 15 states. Uh, and they are also suspending their quarterly dividend and their stock buyback program. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> everything is awesome. The one thing that's awesome about this stock is the ticker symbol, P-L-A-Y. Best ticker symbol, but again, company, if we continue to, you know, you know, if people do start to continue to social distance, even though the government, you know, is going to put us into a second lockdown, it's not going to be good for companies like this. So got hit yesterday. You know what? We're down significantly from where we ran from 23 down to 16. I wouldn't say it's a good short opportunity. It's just kind of in the middle of nowhere to me. So, you know, down near 10, I think you got buyers. Up near 20, I think you got sellers. You're in the middle. This is a curveball. I'm not swinging at it. Uh, it dipped. And boy, did it dip. It got to 13.09. They whacked it after hours. By the dip. Yeah, by the dip. And then you ripped. And you actually cleared yesterday's high. You went to 16.90. I see a settling here, right here at 1580, and I think we're going to have a hard time seeing yesterday's high. I'd still focus on that uh, 1652 uh, if you get up there. That's 70 cents after that report. So that's what I'd be looking on the upside. And man, you're way off that low. You're way off the low for the day. So if you drift lower, doubt you see that pre market low. Really, the next support point would be uh, the close from yesterday at 1463 and what do i always call uh dave and busters what's my nickname for it i say it every time we talk about their earnings uh, yeah i don't know why it's a bad chucky e. cheese for yeah. adults yeah. Chuck e. cheese for grown-ups what's wrong with that nothing okay i okay. like chucky e. cheese as like when i was a kid did you go to the chucky e. cheese when you were a kid joel did they exist when you were a kid? <laughs> you were, yeah, you were. You, I took they my kids there, Dad. They did not. You I took your kids, but there was no Chuck E. Cheese for Joel. Yeah, well, you know what? We, we used to do really weird stuff. We used to play outside. We used to ride bikes. We used to play flat, you know, tag and things. We did really. And you know what? Kids are doing that now. You know, with, uh, with the pandemic, they don't have school. I see a lot of kids uh, riding bikes. I heard that, like, bikes are really hard to get a hold of now. 
that uh, what's a good bike? Yeah, I, I've also I've also seen that that. Uh, what's it? What's Schwinn? S C. No, what it was Schwinn? Is demand, that traded? Demand for bikes, uh, demand for weights to buy at home uh, through the roof. Very hard to get. What's the symbol for Schwinn? Is it traded? Uh, Dennis looks frozen. No, there. I don't believe so. I'm here. Right? I just saw moving. Oh, is Schwinn? I, is it traded? Yes, no, or maybe? I don't know that one. No. We don't know if it is. Okay. All right, so we're moving on here. <laughs> Jumping back to stocks. We're bouncing around here a lot, but we did have PVH report too, so we might as well finish them up. Adobe and PVH are the other two yeah. earnings. So yeah. let's go PVH Adobe. first. We'll continue with our retail theme, and then we'll jump over to Adobe. Sure. All right. Uh, PVH was after the close yesterday. I'm pulling numbers here. There we go. Uh, EPS loss of $3.03. First, an Impressive. estimate that they would lose a buck twenty-eight sales of one point three four versus one point four billion dollars. So a miss and a miss for PVH. And I'll should I just do Adobe at the same time? I'll do Adobe at the same time. Adobe beat on their EPS and missed on their sales. And they also gave guidance that was a little bit light, but not horrible. I mean, it could have been worse probably. So Adobe was okay. Uh, PVH missed on both their numbers. So PVH, nobody went to the mall to buy shirts last quarter. That's shocking. Anyways, that's my attempt at humor here. They did come in here and buy the dip a bit. I mean, we are significantly off from where we were. We kissed 70 bucks four days ago on this. And then it fell under 50. So you've given back the entire move. I mean, the move came really fast too. So, you know, like Bob Pisani was on CNBC saying, oh, look at all these inverted Vs. It's true, actually. (laughs) Yeah, these ridiculous ramp ups, you know, a week and a half ago. And now you got the ridiculous sell offs in the last couple of days. And you have a lot of inverted Vs kicking around here. I don't know what the inverted V means. Not a big pattern trader, but I can tell you, you're going to have support in this 50 area because this was the area where it broke out from. So I think you have support there again. We'll see what it does with the earnings, but they're already coming and buying the dip. It was under 48 bucks on the initial headline, up over 51 here now. So we'll see. Overall market's going to dictate the action on this as well, though, because they're retailer and retail still ground zero for all this. So if the market can start to come back, then this is a potential dip opportunity. But again, retail is struggling in this environment and they're going to struggle for a while. That's a big loss. Uh, 5250 is your rebound high. You're a buck 50 off that. Uh, pre market low was low. That was a 4675. Uh, for me, I'll let, I'll let this thing just come into 4849 before I get interested. 50% is uh, 4910 of this move up from 28 and change to nearly 70. I also see a low at 4786. So I think I'd be a little bit patient, not rushing out to buy this one. Let it get under 50, 4849 zone today. Potential target back on the upside. You might get a look at yesterday's low, 52.22, if you're looking for a gap fill. And then Adobe, nice pop, good numbers. One problem you have here is this stock is near an all-time high. And right now, they're not breaking out stocks to new all-time highs. So I think the rally, and the numbers were good. Everything was good about Adobe. It was firing on all cylinders last quarter. But... I think you got the pesky 409.98, call it 410 all-time high. We have struggled to get through that in the pre-market. I think that holds. So I'm more inclined to short this stock as opposed to buy it just because of the overall environment. If they come in and they start ripping the S&P from the open, then all bets are off. But if they start to fade, the stock will fade with the overall market. So keep an eye on the overall market. 
Um, it's going to dictate where Adobe goes. 40, uh, 409.98, that's your all-time high. Haven't reached it yet, but up 18.35. That's nice, nice, nice gain. So pre-market high, did it get there? Not quite yet. 407.66. I'm going to have to go with you on this one, Triple D. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, sold into this. Bad day yesterday, right back up in the 400 handle. In fact, if it got under 404.20, uh, that was the high from yesterday. I expect to get back some of these gains. Uh, YouTube chat coming through for us, uh, Joel, or coming through for you. Doro Industries, D-I-I-B-F, is the parent company of Schwinn. They, they trade OTC, but they do trade. Hmm. Look at that. Why there did you go. I think? You got a new stock. What did I think about that in April when I see uh, – uh, actually, it's really fun in my neighborhood because we, we have this circular driveway, and the kids are riding – it's up a hill and down a hill. So I got like three or four, there's two or three kids, three, four years old. I got them doing time trials on the driveway and around the cul-de-sac. Good and I you. told their parents, if they fall off and get hurt, it's their liability. But uh, that's what I've been doing for sports though. Uh, wow. If this thing had a monster rally, maybe get a little bit of a retracement and take a look at this stock. What about Peloton yesterday? This thing looks scary to me. It tried to make a new high. Because we're, you know, it's a lockdown stock. And a lot of the lockdown stocks had a really good morning, despite the market having a bad morning. And then they pulled the rug out from under and started to sell all those stocks too. Peloton, ugly clothes. It's holding up here a little bit today, but that was a big reversal day for it, in my opinion. It was. Because it ran straight up right into the old resistance, failed once again. It's failed four times up there. So your resistance is very well defined. This does not want to print 50. Until this prints 50, I think shorts take control of this. So you know what? If I was in Peloton, I know you are, Joel. I know it's a long-term investment for you, but I'd think about ringing the register. Okay. Uh, I'll see what happens. I mean, I'd play a little close to belt here. I see a low 45.11 and 45.51. So, uh, but... At under 45, yeah, you do got a two buck drop to 42.90, but it's been hanging up here. That's the one thing, though. I mean, it had to gap up to earnings, and it, so if you're going just trend following, it had trend is up, trend still up, and it, consolidation. Sure. Okay. Get through 50. So I'll set up the short for you. Trades, you know, and it, we're popping here. It's 46.40. You get this thing on 47, you stop yourself out above 50 if you're playing the short side on it. I know a lot of people don't like to play the short side. I love playing the short side. I think there's a setup here to short Peloton. Okay, I agree. I see um, it. Above I see 50, it. I would stop myself out. So Prince 50, I'm out of it. So you got your you got your risk well-defined. I'd sure. like it a little higher. If it got up to 48, you know, obviously, then you're only risking two bucks. 47, you're risking three. At 46, 40, you're risking three and a half. That's quite a bet. Yep. So if it gets a little pop here with the overall market here for whatever reason today, I like it. I did not like that action any yesterday. Okay, Spencer, uh, you great answer here to uh, about no limits after three fifteen. Did you want to explain that at all, or is it? Oh yeah, I mean, I was wondering if we're I'm joking if we we're going to hit it yesterday or not. But yeah, the we we haven't had limit down actually in the market uh, when since March. It's like March, uh, yeah. but but just as a refresher, there are multiple bands or multiple thresholds you have to hit. The first band is seven percent. So if the market falls seven percent in a given day, the exchanges will halt it. And trading, trading just takes a pause. Now that rule does not apply after 3:15. It doesn't apply for the 40, the, the final 45 minutes of the day. So you have until 3:15 for, for uh, to to essentially hit that 7% threshold. And if you don't, then not going to halt for the last 45 minutes. So that's all that means. 
and we we came we came kind of close yesterday. We got at least in the neighborhood, which we which can't say for 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 a few months now. Um, Bob, all right. Uh, moving on here. What else was on our list? There was a few things I hurts. Wanted. Yes, yes. Gotta talk this. This is the I've never seen this before. So, they, so the the uh, the offering that they want to do, they want to good offer- call, Spencer. You said that. I, what did he say? Uh, did you say they were going to do an offering and reemerge out of bankruptcy? I think I was joking. <laughs> well, uh, they, they were listening to the show, Spencer, and they got the idea from you. So you they, were the I, where they got this idea. So from. they would. So the. They want to raise up to a billion dollars. Uh, I think I read that the shares uh, would have to sell for four dollars in order for them to raise the billion that they want to raise. Uh, I don't can think I, that's going to happen. Can I short the offering? Is that, it, it, I don't know. You know this is this is unbelievable. So Hertz declares bankruptcy, and now they're talking to the bankruptcy judge about hold on here hold your horses because we got a lot of suckers out here in the market and they're buying our bankrupt stock up 500 percent. we might be able to dump a secondary on them we might be able to dump the secondary on them and, 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 and we got dumb money out here that's willing to give us money so we maybe don't want to go bankrupt just yet here we don't want to do this exact reorg we're going to see if we got some suckers out there that we're going to dump a secondary on that's kind of what went down. That's kind of what's trying to go down here. They're, they're looking at their equity price and saying, hey, if they're willing to Why buy our, our bankrupt shares, maybe they're willing to buy a, a few more shares. And if we can raise money this way, we don't have to do as much restructuring. That's why it's trading up here this morning. Do you know, uh, do you know uh, the who hope the, trade for the bankruptcy stock? Do you know, I, who, I'd still ring the do you know who the, um, you know the underwriter is going to be? Robinhood. Oh, Spencer, you stole my joke. Oh. No, I was going to say it was going to be Little John. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but if this works though, would, would it be the first time ever that this yeah. kind of thing has happened? <laughs> yeah, a company's bankrupt. Oh, oh, wait a second, they're buying bankrupt shares. Hey, well, let's uh, dump a secondary on them. I, I, that's unbelievable. So I I I don't know if they're going to be allowed to do it or not. I mean, they're already you know are are, are in Chapter Eleven here, so I don't. <laughs> Anyways, um, keep keep posted. But I don't don't think it's good for the stock either way. They're going to dump a secondary on them, so that's going to be dilutive like crazy. Right. That's what I want. That's what I was going to say. So the stock is up this morning. It's Uh, up because they hope it's not going bankrupt. But they're going to dilute you. So extreme levels. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. So I I don't know either. This is not. This is just watch this and see what happens. It's nowhere near four. So that what's that telling you? I I can't see how they. They're gonna be a solid four and solid one or two. You know, they're just whatever money they can raise if they're allowed to do it. I'm not even sure you're allowed to do this. The bloody company's in bankruptcy right now. How can you like all of a sudden sell more shares that are likely worthless? That if there are so many things that we don't know if you're allowed to do. (laughs) Well, that's why they're talking to the judge, trying to figure out if they're going to be allowed to do this or not. There's suckers in the primary market. Maybe there's suckers in the secondary market. Anyway, sorry, Hertz shareholders, if you're out there, but I think a bankrupt stock is for somebody else, not me. I agree. Uh, we do. I know we don't talk about ratings a ton here in this, you know, market-driven uh, environment. But uh, there are some interesting ratings today. Triple D did get down and dirty, and uh, and one of them. Uh, yeah. You want to you want to talk about Tesla and yeah. uh, 
government motors. Yeah, Tesla's interesting here. So two downgrades. Yeah, we haven't talked about ratings really for a couple months because they, they don't really move stocks uh, in this kind of a market. But two downgrades this morning to Tesla. Goldman Sachs downgrading it to neutral. Morgan Stanley downgrading it to underweight. So a pair of downgrades from big influential firms this morning. Two of the biggest. Tesla, yeah. Two of the absolute biggest firms coming and get, and stating there you know once why they're not bullish anymore goldman and why one is going to sell on you know on tesla here one they move the rating to sell and what does the stock do it rallies six bucks in their face this stock is so resilient even in yesterday's sell-off where they're slamming everything yes tesla was down but it wasn't down that much really relative to how it had been performing. Like, look at where some of the stocks, look at the S&P chart. You know, it's back to where it was trading a month ago. Where Tesla was trading a month ago, or, or not a month ago, but if I just eyeball it, it's back to where it was trading two and a half weeks ago, middle of May. We go back to the middle of May, Tesla was trading at 800. Still trading 977. The most resilient stock in the universe gets two downgrades from two of the biggest, most influential brokers out there and it shrugs it off. That's unbelievable. Now, with that being said, this is going to get some press. I'm sure Kramer's going to come in on, you know, at 9 o'clock on his morning piece. I'm sure they'll talk Tesla because there's two majors downgrading it. And we know Kramer's bullish stock. So maybe he's going to, you know, come on and, and obviously, you know, give his bull case still here. Um, it's unbelievable how resilient it is. Evaluation's never made sense. And we're going to have Jason Raznick on here in a few minutes. Um, he, he's given an argument for $2,000 or $4,000. I've you know, and I'm saying it could go there because you cannot look at Tesla from a fundamental basis, really. It just goes. It wants to go. It's a storied stock. It's the most valuable automotive company in the world. Um, it's been unbelievable. But this shows you the resilience. If you're short the stock and it doesn't go down on downgrades, it's telling you maybe on the wrong side of the trade. Uh, Sorry, Tim you... Seymour, if you're listening. We love Tim Seymour. I know you're short. So, but I mean, you were I, too, I, right? I don't want to be shorted if it's not going down on downgrades. I tried to short it last night. I was like, okay, we got some brokers that are coming in and giving their opinion. I had the, the Goldman came out, you know, just after the bell. I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to go down. It would not go down. It would not go down. I came out and I covered it early this morning because I just had a feeling that they were going to shrug these downgrades off. And I woke up at four in the morning to cover my Tesla short. I covered it at 962 Woo! and I went back to sleep. And this thing, I wake up, it's like 980. Now it has leaked and the market is up substantially. So, you know, relative performance here for Tesla, it is weighing, you know, if, if we didn't have two downgrades, it would not be only up five points. It'd be probably up 25 points. But with that being said, two major downgrades here and the stuff. Wait, wait, Dennis, I have a question for you. If you're waking up to trade and then going back, <laughs> to trade, how do you know that you didn't dream it? <laughs> I'm not that confused with my life. I know what I'm dreaming <laughs> and when I'm not. Sometimes Did when you? you're in a dream, sometimes when you're in a dream, you're like, am I really dreaming? Am I awake? Because, you know, your brain tries to fool you and you think, yeah. oh, this is real. And then something's happened and you're like, nah, this isn't real. This has got to be a dream. When I'm awake, I'm pretty confident I'm awake. <laughs> I don't think I'm dreaming. So. Right, Maybe I'm, I dreamt yeah. up the whole Tesla. Maybe I didn't short it last night. Maybe you're still short. Right? Maybe I didn't cover it at four in the morning, although it's not my P&L anymore, so I tend to think that I did. So anyways, I ended up somehow making money on it still because I shorted at 966, which I shouldn't have did, and I ended up covering at 962. But 
I mean, I just, you could feel it. It didn't want to go down last night on the downgrade. It catches another one this morning, so they start hitting it again. Stock is bloody resilient. Hard stock to short. And then on the other side here, uh, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, both bullish this morning on GM. Goldman Sachs is upgrading GM to buy. Morgan Stanley is maintaining their overweight and raising their price target to $43. Oh. oh. It, it's getting a lift. It should get a lift. Um, the stock's got Because they're getting a major ever. broker. But again, ratings don't matter as much as the overall market here. When you have, and you can write this down for chapter 12 or page 12 of our book that somebody else is going to write for us because we've given it all away on the show. Um, when you have escalate, when you have the VIX moving up overnight from 28 to 40, whatever it got to, 40, 40. Um, when you have the volatility this high and the market moving around this much, individual ratings have very little influence. So that's another reason the Tesla's probably not, you know, down significantly because the overall market is just taking over on almost all stocks. So you're looking at, here's, here's my case in point. General Motors is up 5.8%. They get the upgrade. Ford earlier was trading up just as much as 5%. It's only up 4% now, but they were keeping pace and they didn't get the upgrade. So you could probably make an argument that GM was going to be up 3 4% even without the upgrade. So it gets an extra little bit because of the upgrade, but the upgrades and downgrades don't matter as much when you have the market moving like it is. Okay. Do full disclosure. Got a little sliver of, uh, of GM. I think that was a Lisa buy. You're a long GM? I'm not. I'm not. My wife is. Yes. Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. That whole Detroit thing. I don't know. Okay. Wait, wait. The D. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Love maybe, for the D. Yeah. Like 32. I don't even know. This stock, this stock has gone nowhere for 100 years in the greatest bull market. Well, well, well we tried to go like <laughs> to zero in March. <laughs> when it went from $30 to 15 a week. So right. it's come back. It, it came back. It, GM got all. Let's put this in perspective. GM got all of its losses back from, you know, it's still not doing well. We're still in, you know, an environment where your typical, regular, you know, not your Wall Street, but your Main Street person is struggling right now. We still have an economy that is really struggling. People aren't going to buy new cars. They're maybe going to buy Teslas because they're high-end. It's high-end people buying high-end Tesla and high-end still has money. But your regular, you know, Joe is not, you know, going and buying cars. My buddy uh, owns, uh, he owns a mechanic shop. And I was texting with him yesterday and he's like, I'm so busy. He's like, we're so bombed right now. And he was trying to figure out why. And I was like, I'll tell you why. There's always going to buy new cars right now. So they're going to fix up and you're going to see this. People are going to hold on to their cars and be fixing them up. They're going to be putting more money into their older cars because they're going to have the money to go buy a new car. So yes, you can borrow money. Yes, credit, you know, obviously, you know, zero percent financing helps and everything. But General Motors and Ford are still in ground zero for this whole virus and, and for the economy here. And when the stocks go from 15 to 30, doubled in the last two months, General Motors, it's time to ring the register. I'm sorry, GS, I'm fading your upgrade here. I would be a seller of General Motors, especially if it got up to 29 or 30, I might even short it. Oh, 30. I'd be a seller yeah. of a bounce in General Motors. 30's big. Pair of highs like there, yeah, twenty nine eighty four and thirty twenty two. So there's a pair of highs there. Um, also, yesterday's high, you're above at twenty seven eighty, but I would not like to see us lose uh, yesterday's high twenty seven eighty. The close at twenty six fifty. Uh, Ford uh, that did fill the gap 
the six bucks hold yesterday, uh, that that opened up near the low. I uh, did fill that gap that it had from last week or earlier in the week. Uh, trading up six forty two. Ooh, opening into uh, uh, the high from yesterday six forty six. Make sure you get through there. There might be some paper reloading after missing like seven fifty and then seven. So see if you can uh, just cut through yesterday's high and see Wednesday's close at six eighty one. S P's bouncing all the way back here. Just had a little twenty point rally here. I don't yeah. know if that was off an eight thirty. Yeah, an eight thirty number. So buy the dippers. Still winning again. Here. Buy the dippers. Win, 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 win. That's right. That's right. Um, Punch protection uh, team. They just their alarm went off and they just came in here and they're like, "Hey, you know, we need some help here. Help!" Yeah, yeah. Come on, Manuchin. Where the bids? Yeah, let's go. We need some. We need some buyers here. Market's down. Market's giving some of this back. Don't let the market give it back. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a few minutes here before Jason uh, comes on. So what? Uh, what else? Any well, other? A lot of should... tickers flying in the chat, so I, I want to get to some of them. Let's cover. We were asked to talk about Visa, Mastercard. It's been a while since we discussed those, so I'll just pull a uh, V here and pull up a daily of Visa. We can talk about that. Uh, I own. Um, well, I own Visa, or I own Mastercard. I don't care what I own anymore. I own Mastercard. Ugly day yesterday. I've had this. This is. So this is my best long-term hold ever, and I've talked about it on the show. I am averaged in. I bought this just after the financial crisis. I am averaged in. I looked at my portfolio. I'm, my my cost base on my Mastercard is sixteen dollars. No way. So it's two hundred ninety-eight. So there's your case for long-term. Don't look at your long-term holdings, and eventually you can catch stocks like this. I think I'm up like over two thousand percent. So I'm not selling it. I'm, I'm going to be in this forever now because I, I, I've sold some of it. I've way taken out my cost basis and even more. So I'm holding on to the rest of it. If I was in this for a trade, I'd be selling the bounce because it was a really ugly candle yesterday. But I still think MasterCard isn't going away. I still think they got a good business. Hold on. Uh, as a Master- trade, I, I would be selling the bounce if I had it on for a trade. Yeah, this is tough. It's hard to really give you a reference point because of how hard it sold off yesterday. Big so. Yeah, there's room up to, you know, if you think the market's going to get everything back, there's room up to yesterday's high at 306.49. Don't know. Don't know if you're going to see that. I think maybe 300, find an intermediate level in between there. So not a great, great feel for MasterCard. Certainly don't want to see it take out that 291 low. That doesn't look like it's going to be a possibility here. Uh, Visa, same kind of candle. One, you may get a look at yesterday's high in this one, uh, 196.36. Uh, if you do get through there, get a nice run, you can easily see the low from Wednesday, 198.95, or, or even Wednesday's close at uh, 200.48. So they're on the rebound after bad days yesterday. All right, Jason Rasnick, he, who is our founder and CEO, will be joining us here in a couple of moments. We'll do Uh-oh, a- Jason's late. He's not late. I don't, I don't know. He's getting ready. I'm not sure. He's here, but he's in the background. Uh, let's do one more stock or a couple more before he joins us. Let's do Wayfair. We were asked about this one in the chat as well. Held up okay yesterday. Um, this can move counter to the market. Um, it's not surprising that it holds up. Again, you got to write that list down. The COVID plays on normal days can move opposite the market. Yesterday, they just started selling everything. So, you know, the Peloton's got a lift early morning. The Gamers got a lift early morning. Wayfair got a lift early morning. Amazon was up early morning. And then they turned around, they just started selling everything. So it turned from a sell the reopening stocks to, you know, by the afternoon to sell everything. 
So that's why you saw Shopify have a very good morning, you know, where it actually went green on a really ugly day. You can see right from the opening bar, 7.30 to 7.60, and then just kept leaking and leaking and leaking and leaking. So Wayfair has been designated because they have a big online business as a lockdown stock, as a stock that doesn't want the reopening. And that's why they do well and hold up well when we're hitting all the reopening stocks. So when you're here, you know, COVID cases spiking, it's actually this market, you know, has it as good for Wayfair. So, you know, you keep an eye on that. It's on your COVID list. It's holding up. If the reopening starts to go well, Wayfair actually could start to go down. Okay. Uh, looking at the upside here, real big area to keep an eye on. Uh, your highs from Wednesday and Thursday, let's just call, split them at 187.40. That's what you want to see. You want to, that's a double top there. You want to get up to that area of resistance. You want to take that out and keep on going. But uh, two days in a row, sellers there trading up in the pre-market. That's your major resistance. Uh, you know, if you go into retreat here, first uh, support level, 178.70. That was the close from yesterday. All right. Let's bring on today's guest, Jason Raznick. As I mentioned, he is the founder and CEO uh, of Benzinga. Jason Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, pre-market prep. What up? Not Mike much. Closer. But, Mike closer. Yeah, it Mike. was going to be an awesome good morning too, but you're too Hold far on, yeah. on. The mic was behind me. It wasn't in front of me. There we go. There okay. we go. Okay, but I need Let to interrupt you. Over Joel, one second. Good morning, Benzinga pre-market prep. Joel Dennis. Yeah. And okay, a lot of it. And I'm blowing out the speakers of the listeners. Joel keeps trying to interrupt me as I'm saying. And I'm going to because we made a big mistake yesterday. Yeah, you did. We made a big mistake yesterday, Jason. And don't fire me and Spencer over this. We missed Dennis's birthday. They should be fired for that. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) in honor of that, I've decided Spencer and you are going to do a quick segment here, okay? Uh, And it's going to be Dennis questions. And this is the way we're going to do it. I'm going to ask you a question. Spencer's going to start out. All right, Spencer's going to give me an answer. Oh, Raz, you can either give the same answer or give your own answer, right? Oh, Jason is the favorite because he's known Dennis longer, but Spencer is communicating with him more. So there's just a few questions here, and we're starting with Spencer. And then you can give your answer, and no, no looking on the Internet. Spencer, how old is Dennis? Come on, come on, uh, go fast. Come uh, on, 40, quick. 41. I don't, Jason. Yes. I don't know. 41. They were the same. Dennis, okay, <laughs> you be quiet. We're going to do this fast. Right. What kind of car? Uh, this is you, Jason. What kind of car does he drive? Was I right? You didn't tell me if I was No, we're going to go with the yeah, Spencer, stop. Toyota, Toyota Subaru. No, he's, uh, he's, got, he's got like a Ford F-150 or something. Or some okay. I don't know. How many brothers and sisters does he have? Two. Uh, one. Spence? I don't know. Okay. What is the name, Jason? This is to you. What's the name of his hometown? Oh, Edmonton. Okay. <laughs> hockey team. Spencer. No, I, uh, I don't know. It's not Windsor, but it's somewhere around Windsor. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What year did Dennis and Joel meet? This is uh, to you, Spencer. Uh, nineteen ninety-nine. Jason. Uh, two thousand three. Uh, okay. Jason, what's his favorite sports team? Edmonton Oilers. Okay, Spencer. That's that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, this is to you. What is his weight? <laughs> you don't know that. 320. I do. I, uh, I do. Two, 205. I don't know. Okay. Jason, you can go over or under on that. 
Um, over. <laughs> he looks pretty fat today. Okay. Chubby cheeks. <laughs> okay. All right. Two more. Three more. What year? Okay. Now, I'm giving you a hint in this year. Quick. This one. What year did he write a CFA article on the flash crash? Is, is that to me? Yes. Uh, 2015. Oh, which? Two, I don't know. 2015. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> Jason, this is a pretty easy one. 2000. What year did he write an article on the flash yeah, crash? I guess that was the first one. 2009 or 2010. 2010. Okay, do that. Or nine okay. would be impressive. Okay, how many times has he swore on the show? Well, 2010. Yeah, that's what it was. Zero? Once. No, Dennis did swear one time. Yeah, I, Jason, I, did, I, I Jason, told the Jason Rasnick once. Jason, yeah. what do you say? I guess you're saying once. I thought it was more than once. <laughs> okay. And then the final question. This is to you, Spencer. What is the length of his lo- longest rant ever on PMP? Come on. I don't know. A minute and a half? Two minutes? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Jason, I'll give you the over under on that one. Probably over. 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 Okay. All right. How uh, they do? Who Dennis, knows me better? Dennis, how old are you? 44. All right, you're both I wrong think. on that one. Yeah. Uh, Spencer got the truck right. You yep. were both wrong. He's an only child. Uh, you were both wrong on his hometown. It's Tecumseh. Um, Spencer won. So now everybody knows everything about me, and I'm yeah, going to get, like, credit yeah. fraud against me yeah. here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Spencer won. Uh, we met in 99. You both got a sports team right. Uh, Jason won on the over 205, right? And uh, the CFA article, that was an easy one. It was 2010. When the flash crash happened. I got that right. I got that right. You got that right. And um, he swore on the show. Spencer knew that one. Jason agreed. And as long as rant, I think, has been like over five minutes. I think it's been an hour the entire show. It looks like Jason pulls it out. Jason Jason knows me better. Congratulations. Jason Jason gets a free subscription to Benzinga Pro. Jason's going to tell us. There you go. Free subscription for Jason. And sell high and sell high and buy low. Okay. So, Dennis, don't interrupt me on when I say this. Go. <laughs> I'm going to – I might be throwing shade at you, but I'm really not. Okay, so, go. But it'll sound like in the beginning. <laughs> it looks um, like last week. <laughs> like last week. Come on. This, one's, this, one, this one will probably be even bigger then, okay? okay. <laughs> last week, I don't, I don't even remember. All right. So, there's three things that, about the show. I want to talk um, – um, some of my buys, like SWBI, VSTO, the outdoor stocks – when before I got on, Dennis talked about the COVID plays. He was talking about Wayfair, one of my favorites. When when COVID picks up, I literally I sold I sold my Carnival Cruise. I sold anything that's entertainment wise, but I doubled my positions in stuff that is stay at home things, stuff that you're going to do at home, like my DOOs or my PIIs that Kramer now is talking about like crazy. We're we're up in this room 30 to 35% on each of these trades on these stay at home plays where you're buying for the pool, you're buying ATVs. Keep watching the COVID numbers because that's how I'm playing those. But we'll get back to those and be more specific. But um, Dennis, last Friday, I love that Dennis goes out on a limb and doesn't just say, you know, like, you know, take both sides of it. Last Friday, he goes, I think the market feels like it's going to sell off. And it was up a lot. And the market did go up a lot that day. I think Dennis's feeling and call happened this week. I mean, he was a couple days early on it. And yes, you would have missed some upside. But the truth is, it's really hard to call the tops and bottoms. I think yesterday's sell-off is not an end. I think you're going to see more days like that. Whereas before we had direction that we were going straight up, I'm losing a little bit of that straight upness and being more cautious. The day before yesterday, I'm on margin, which I know I'm going to advise. I 
sold 30% of my margin the day before yesterday. And then I sold another 40 or 30% of the margin yesterday because there were some big gains and I, I did a couple covered calls, but I did, a, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get cash back. I wanted to raise cash because I think we could see this toppy turvy market where you can use some of that cash to buy some nice opportunities like a VSTO or stuff that falls and that have good businesses. I sold some, my New York times, which was like around 29. I sold all of it yesterday um, or the past three days I've been selling it 41. It's probably a dumb one to, when you look at the technicals, it's probably a dumb one to sell because it has a lot of support. It has, um, it, it keeps going up, but I just, I just don't see New York times is going to 50 right now. So I wanted to find better opportunities where I can find, you know, probably, you know, I use probabilities to make these trades. So those are some of the stuff I've done recently. Um, I didn't sell my Peloton um, and Eli Calloway. I sold some when it was up to 1750, but then I bought some back yesterday. I bought some back at 1479 Eli. But, um, but that's, not sold- a, that's not a stay at home play though. Yeah, it is. Cause golf courses. Golf will stay open longer. Golf. I can see it. Golf is staying open. It's it's you're yeah, separated. I, I see it. Yeah, and and the one I'm getting killed on is Delta. I bought those call options, which I'm not selling for a year. But you know, I may buy more Mastercraft. I sold a few. I, I trimmed a few, but then I added to it. And people ask me about Tast T A S T. I'm keeping what I have long in it. Um, I'm not going to sell it. I'm hoping he'll get to ten dollars a year from now. I look at my year from now trades. Um, Saber Holdings S A B R. I've been talking about for a while. It's the, it's the back end to like orbits and those travels. If COVID's kicking up, travel's going to hurt and Sabre's going to get hurt. I sold some of it. So I probably trimmed 40% of it in the past few days. Um, I'm still keeping it because I like it. Um, and and by the way, Express Spa did not double or triple. It had a one for three split. I keep getting messages. Reverse like, split, yeah. Yeah. One, uh, the Groupon also had a one for like 22 reverse split. Um, GAN, GAN, you know, I was up like 9%. So I sold some of GAN. I'm still very long it. Ooh, that looks uh, good. I'm still very long GAN, but I sold some because if the market, like Joel said this morning, is going to go down today, I think I could buy some GAN cheaper. Maybe it goes to 1550 and I believe in yeah. the company. So, yeah. I, and um, and the other one that I really like and I talk about is LTHM. It's a Joel L. Conan favorite and Gene Munster. I own it and I was down it for a long time and now I'm up a little bit. I sold some because I just think if Corona is going to kick up, um, I'm going to want to buy more. So I wanted to take, it was nice seeing some stuff in the green there, but I wanted to give more cash so I can pounce on certain stocks in the very near future. Um, and that's kind of those plays, I guess. Um, it's playing that COVID index play, but it's really hard. Like Dennis said last Friday, he felt it. I'm in that feeling like it's really hard to time it. So buy good companies at good values. Like these things like Hertz and all this stuff, this is the hoopla that you're in right now. And everyone, and I don't care who you are, we all have FOMO. We all have the fear of missing out. So we chase stuff, you chase the Hertz, you chase these shitty companies and you shouldn't do that. And so I looked at some of these big gains that we have in this room and I wanted to keep some. So I trimmed some holdings. Um, yes, taxes. I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it for now. And I'm just trying to trim like DOO. We were up 30% as of two days ago in, in three weeks. Why not trim and see if it goes down now? Yes. 
the stock market's at 500 pre-market. Is it going to go up another 15%? Is it going to go up? It could, but I still think you're going to see a little bit of people trying to sell this thing off early next week then. I really don't think yesterday was a, um, a one-time thing. I agree with everything Jason just said for the simple reason is that you have some people caught long now. After yesterday, some people are caught. 1,800 points. You had all these Robinhood traders, like I was saying, newer traders, not just Robinhood. There's a lot of Everybody, newer traders yeah. to the markets. You know, we've had you know, an increase in our show, you know, for a number of reasons because people are sitting at home. They don't know what to do. Let's trade the stock market. It's been going straight up for a month and a half. We haven't seen a day like that since March. So all of a sudden, everybody's like, whoa, you know, I can lose money here. You know, I didn't think I could lose money. So now you're getting some of that back. There's going to be some people today saying, oh, I'm happy to get some of that back. I think you have some people caught long here, and that's why I think bounces right now, at least in the short term, are to be sold. We're getting a nice bounce here this morning. If you're nervous about it, like Jason was a little bit nervous here, use the opportunity today to lighten up. That's, and, that's, and that's what I did. I mean, I still own, Dennis, like the Twilio's of the world. Yeah. Uh, my Google's, I'll never sell. Apple, I won't yeah. sell. I don't care what happens to it. Good I companies. Um, I, I sold, this was last week, I sold Penn National, the common stock, I bought a couple more options yesterday on Penn because again, they're delaying, they're delaying the opening. The reason I like Penn and a couple others, I, I like the, the online sports betting play and they'll have it. I know that's built into the stock already, but I just, I like it. Um, and I mean, and then I'm, again, I like my re, the REIT stuff. You guys know I'm an owner of Agri ADC. Um, we had the CEO on the show. Spencer is supposed to bring more CEOs on. So if you guys have any CEOs, you want email pre-market at benzinga.com and we'll try to bring more on. But I own that because I like the dividend and I like that it's a good company and has good paying tenants. Now, this day is, um, and I, VSTO is one that I'm basically flat, but I like VSTO because it's outdoor, it's um, guns, it's, I mean. Makes sense. And then Smith & Wesson. Miss Smith and Wesson recently changed its symbol. So they changed their symbol like every yeah, six months. Yeah, they changed their symbol. Like it's the third time in the last two years. I yeah. can't even keep up with them. Which is which is a little which is a little scary. But S Smith and Wesson is not just guns. It's a lot of outdoor activities. So it covers all it covers all the things I'm looking for and why I like it. And I look at when their earnings dates are. So you know, this uh, VSTO I think is in a month or three weeks, and then Smith & Wesson might be in not till September. But even if they don't have strong earnings this quarter, they're going to guide higher. People right now, you know, defund the police. It's like, think of the defund police place. Who wants protection? I mean, I have never thought of having a gun, you know, and right. And so it's like, everyone's thinking about it now, not everyone. Um, another one, if you think the stay at home plays and COVID picks up, another one you guys should look at and put on your watch list and watch what it does today is Mastercraft, MCFT. Um, it, when it's, you know, it's been taking a little bit of a hit, um, but MCFT, if COVID picks up, Spencer, it's not stay at home per se, but people are gonna get boats and get, it's like what Joel was saying about the Schwinn play, the bikes, boats are the same thing right now. I have three friends who are looking at boats right now, literally three separate friends. One is Bert David at Benzinga. It's his birthday today. I was looking to see if I can find him a boat that I could buy him. I'll, I'll do that anything for that guy. So, Dennis, I'll buy Bird a boat and I'll buy you a golf club. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. By the way, um, Dennis is uh, uh, Jason's a really good golfer. He's going to give me a half a stroke on par threes, one on par fours, and two on par fives. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. We play this weekend. He's I'm good. He's a scratch golfer. I, 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 I'm going to need more than that. Though. I'm not a scratch golfer, but hold on. Um, 
I wanted to see if I can share my screen because today is a special day for us Tesla lovers. And I wanted to know, Spencer, can I share my screen to yes. show? Yes. Yeah, just grab it. But yeah. I t it sometimes doesn't work the Zoom thing. So you guys may see some crazy private stuff. So let me. <laughs> I no, you, you may. PG. But, what? PG show. <laughs> All right. Share screen. No, I, I don't know which one to. When, when blow you... up. Blow up the the uh, the um, Zoom. Blow it up. So well, you got I'm, it on your whole uh, screen. You got it. What I'm going to do is unplug my other monitors. Is what I'm going to do. You got it. Hold on. I, I'm going to unplug my other monitors. I, I, I was trying and failing to, to write down uh, every stock that Jason just went through. Uh, and I was going to create a watch list in pro. Uh, of all Like the COVID list from Kramer, we have the Jason Rosnick list for yeah. Benzinga. My like list that. is better because Kramer comes, comes late to this shit. Because he takes it from our show. <laughs> he does. He does. No, I know there's a producer from the show that li listens to us. No, I know. I, we've said that for years. <laughs> you watch. Kramer will come on and they're like talking our stocks. Spencer told me not to say that anymore. No, we're not supposed Why? to say that anymore. I, I, did, I did tell him that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, this is Spencer. Jason, are we, are we grabbing your screen or what? Well, are your screen until it's quit. I don't want to record. It says it won't be able to record the contents of my screen. Is just it working? Up, just grab the screen. Just share, hit the green share screen button in the middle on the Zoom. And then, and then click yeah. on the one that says that you want to share. My share? Yes. Yeah, but we're seeing a bunch of docs right now. I don't know if you want to see. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> we you got all the private stuff. <laughs> we, got, we got it? Oh, they got the screen of the account value, too. Though. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. What do you see? I just know if it's working. Is it working? I see a trade confirmation. On All right, guys. So this, I'm going to go through this quickly. This is a guy, Steve, okay, at a company. He, he was so cocky about Tesla. We yep. made a bet, and he oh, was this so is, official. Oh, he's, it's a payday for this. So it was so official that he wrote this out two years ago. But wait till this gets interesting. He wrote, Jason, we have a 50-share bet between 348 and whatever the price is today. So $1,000, whatever, okay? So then here's our quote.benzinga.com page, which you guys should check out. It's a new, it's like Google finance on steroids, but then you go down and then, you know, I said, what if I get sold out? And then Steve, Mr. Cocky Tesla hater thought for sure he was winning this bet. He writes on March 25th, 2019. I wanted to update you on our bet. As it stands at the end of today's trade, you would owe us the OS is him and his wife. What else is the difference between today's closing price of 260 and 348? 50 shares. I would owe 4405. If at any time you want to end it, you know, so he's being very cocky. Okay. I mean, nice, but like just so confident. Then Steve comes to me at April 25th, 2019. Raz, this stock is going to continue to get killed this year. Can we just end this now? I'll add 50 shares of a short position to my trading account and move my short away from whatever, as I'm going to take a lot of shit from you from collecting the money that your current <laughs> loss. Is. Okay. If we end this, this is... now. If we end this now, I'll take 500 of the proceeds and buy you, uh, us dinner, wherever, whatever time, you know, what do you think? Okay. So look at the dates guys, April 25th, 2019. Okay. So then I write back in December where it's at 390. Um, December, I write, write to him. He goes, I just shorted more in my trading account. And then I write Steve, Steve, it, uh, it keeps moving. Are you still here? I still have your bearish tone. Um, cause you owe me 150 times 50 shares. And he wrote Mr. Cocky, January 9, 2020. I'm in it to the end. Okay. Um, remind me never to cross Jason. 
because he's going to keep my emails forever. Oh, and, yeah. and he shows it to 3,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't shown his email, though. He hasn't shown Steve's email. No, no. You're well, not going to do that, right? right I just Jason? added Steve's last email. I had it in by accident at one point. But, um, Spencer, you've crossed me. I'll, I'll, I, have him on, I have him on. I have, I have all the screenshots. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, Steve, Tesla keeps moving up. It's going to be in territory making me uncomfortable to bet with you. What do you want to do? Are you still waiting to the end? Because Tesla was probably like at February. Yep. Yep. And then he goes, again, cocky Steve, we call him. As much as I think that the business has clearly had developments that have, de- that have warranted its doubling in value over the past two months, I think I need to hold on here. I do appreciate your concern, though. Thank you. He's being sarcastic because he doesn't think that it should double, you know, and all that. Um, and I even wrote, I'm happy to figure out a discount, et cetera, et cetera. And then finally, so we're, now we're up to June. We're up to June 3rd. Yeah, now we're here. So eat it. This sucks. And so we had a talk with him. But <laughs> you look at the numbers, $1,000 a share, basically, minus 348 equals 652 times 50 shares. You know what that equals? $32,600. That is what the Steve person owes me. And two things. The funny thing is he wanted to do 100 shares. And the reason he didn't do a hundred shares is because he felt too bad. He felt too bad. Um, Taking your money. Yeah. He felt, he felt too, he felt too bad um, that he, cause he thought for sure it was going to go down to a hundred. So he felt too bad taking my money basically. And so, and I also didn't want to do a hundred shares, but 50 shares. Yes. I'll give him a discount on this thing. Like we'll figure it out. Why? But that is, I don't know. Uh, and, and that you're right. I don't know. Cause the reason, so instead of playing the stock market, Joel and Dennis and Spencer, and he would have had to go on margin, he's been shorting the stock all along. So this allowed us to get own more stock. So I own the stock basically through him and he was able to go against it without having paid margin interest and borrowing the thing. So that's why we did the bet, right? And so in essence, I would have bought the shares if I didn't do this bet with him. So you're right. I shouldn't give him a discount. It's just uncomfortable, that kind of money. I mean, that's a serious amount of money. All right, Jason, Jason brought receipts today. Jason will bring the receipts is, is the lesson I learned on today's show. So don't come at him unless you have receipts of your own. Because uh, We need a couple Jason Rosnick stock picks, though. We always – everybody yeah, waits all week for the Jason Rosnick picks. No, but so the, 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 uh, Joel, the more – I mean, uh, Spencer, the moral of my story with that Tesla thing is it's, it's so hard. This is two years ago. Think about from up, down, to me being down, to then being up like that. The gyrations are crazy. And, and like I showed you a positive story. I bought Tesla call options two years ago, and they expired for January at like 600 I spent – it was the most money I ever spent on call options in my entire life. I lost all that money. If I would have had them until February the following month, I would have made so much money. It was crazy. And I'm just showing like call options, gambling, timing in the stock market – is a complete sports betting game. It's total, it's, it's, it's luck and you got to be careful. I, that's what I would say. All right, uh, Jason, any final thoughts? Any final stocks you want to throw away? Or you want, you want the express spot trade? Is that what you're looking for? I, yes. If, 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 if there yes. is one, yeah. Yes, it's true. There is, but this one I think is too small and I think it'll move if I say it. I really don't want to say it. I right, think, better safe than sorry. Okay, but I, but I will say there is one, but I will say, so two final thoughts from me, guys. I will say I'm still buying VSTO, SWBI, PII, those kind of ones. Um, also, you guys have been saying awesome feedback. I know you guys want a speed round of stocks. You want Dennis and Joel to rip through. I've gotten that feedback and keep sending it. Um, 
one cool thing at Benzinga right now, we have a lot more developers. So if there's things you want us to do at Benzinga that would like make your trading day way better or your investing day, please just, and I know Spencer's gonna get mad, please just email me at jason at benzinga.com or don't call it, but text it. Your quick little ideas that you would like or what you use in other sites that you would like on our site because we have the developer capacity now, text me at 248-766-0000. Please don't call, but 248-766-0000. Just short, bold points of the feature you would like. Long paragraphs are really hard for me to read. Just short, short bullet points. We're going to make this for you. Dennis, Joel, Spencer, give their life for this morning show. They love it. And we want to give you the tools so that way we can, um, you know, make this the best platform for you guys. So, and again, be careful in the markets. Don't, the markets don't go straight up. Dennis has been saying this for so long and he's seen every market gyration. So it's okay to, you know, celebrate a gain. My brother-in-law, he bought um, a ton of um, um, one of the calls or whatever. Oh yeah, I know. Um, uh, Delta. He was up 300%. Well, he didn't sell. That 300% that he was up, guys, is now down 40%. Okay? So yeah. that's the lesson. It doesn't always go, go straight up. And I've learned that as well. Okay? So over the years. That's why I'm trying to sell on some of the big strength. And I'm just saying F taxes for now. All right. All right. All Jason, right. I'm going to let you go before you give out more personal information. Jason, you're asking. Online F taxes. Founder CEO of Benzinga. Jason, thanks a lot for joining us today. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. And I next week, I'm going to work really hard for giving a pick that is going to be a three-bagger, okay? Ah, right. we love it. All right. Uh, everyone, don't, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. It's great for our videos on YouTube. It helps us with our algorithm, helps more people find our show. Thanks to Jason Rasnick. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice catch the replay of our show on youtube or on our podcast Joel and i will be back at 3 40 in the meantime everyone have a great rest of your friday be safe and joel and i will be back with you this afternoon When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.